You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good morning. I'm Debbie Laux from Solvang, California. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Monday, October 16th, episode 3286, brought to you today, I'm so excited, by Worm Flooring. Good morning, horse people. You have found Horses in the Morning on a Monday. You're in for an amazing horsey week of laughter, learning, and fun with Glenn and Jamie. Oh, Debbie, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy to be back. It's uh, been a couple weeks of, of no me. And I love that somebody posted, I can't believe Jamie and Glenn are on vacation. Girl, I was not on vacation. <laughs> <You're> working it. <laughs> I was working. And I can't do the show because I talk so much during the clinic that I lose my voice by the end of the day without doing the podcast. So I just can't quite get it all done. Um, but well, it was a great two weeks and we'll talk about students. it. Yeah. Lucky uh, students that they had you talking so much too. Cause I did get a call from you in between there and it didn't sound exactly like Jamie, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was thinking that, wow, you impart so much stuff. I want to hear a little bit about it too, because um, I think you, you and I were comparing daily winnies and I think I've got a, sneak preview of there's a lot of good students out there. I'm so excited. It was such a, such a great time and we will cover it a little bit here. And I know you guys had the intro exams and I did the intro course and I've got an intro exam scheduled for the spring. My first one I've ever done. So I'm really excited to, to be continuing on Monty Roberts legacy and letting people be a part of, uh, learning his concepts and it's really exciting. But before we get to all of that, let's do our daily winnies. All right, Jamie, my daily winnie goes out to you sort of. Um because, <laughs> congratulations though for getting past the intro and booking an exam. I'm so proud of you. I think that's going to be um so fortunate for these students. I have been picking up the phone and uh, trying to get some interns for you too, um, because people do call us and say, you know, I would love to start practicing some of my skill sets that I learned and I want to shoot them over to you because you could use some help, girl. I mean, I know you, (laughs) I know you handle it all well, but they're pretty demanding, these students. And what I love about that is they're they're really um, absorbing all the concepts. And so my daily winning goes out to you and them and our intro exams. So we had three gals that were taking the exams. And I've never seen so much nail biting during long lining. <laughs> it's just hard to do. Um, but they were nervous about it. But Chris Morris is over here from the UK. And, I'm, and that's another winnie right there. He came all the way over here for the exams and to teach the intro course for us, which is so much fun because he's here with dad and he's here with, um, we've had different people visiting. We have Claire from the UK, which is, she's an um, an advanced student interning now, actually. And, uh, you know, and Annabelle from Germany is an intern right now. She came from Denise's. So all these names from all over the world, it's like accents are everywhere, Jamie. It's really fun. 
That was my most favorite part of doing all the clinics was I now have a network of friends all over the globe because I was always the only American who yeah. was on the courses uh, and I just drove in and they uh, people fly from all over the world. I mean, I have friends now in just even this past week because I reached out to a bunch of instructors because I needed some paperwork that I didn't have. And I was like, this morning already, I have spoken to somebody in England, California, Brazil, Argentina, and Wales. I was like, this is amazing <laughs> that you have this network of, of friends that is a, is a part of everything. And it was, it was really cool. So okay. that's well, awesome. That's yeah. very cool. Well, we had a very successful clinic and part of the excitement was I had some horses get adopted from the Yay. clinic, which is really cool. Um, I wouldn't let the students have one. They all wanted this one. His name was Tonto de Oro and he was the definitely the class favorite, a big giant off the track thoroughbred who came in just for the clinic. So he got adopted out. Um, and what's really cool is that now, several years ago, I had a horse named Drax that mm -hmm. came from Horse and Hound, and he was with me a couple years, and then uh, he went out to the Maytag Mountain Ranch and spent two years there while they were not using him as much anymore, and so I bought him back. And and so he's here at the farm. And then in, in the meantime, I get a phone call from the ASPCA and they've got an adopt somebody coming to look at some of the adoptable horses that I have. So they come to the to the farm and they're here to look at three, the three recent off the track thoroughbreds. And and it's a young girl. Mm -hmm. And and I just I was like, these these horses are not appropriate. For a young girl, they're not even restarted. I can't in good faith and good conscience send a horse to New England that for for a teenager that that hasn't been restarted. Green. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it just didn't feel right. And so here's what I did. I'm so excited. Um, she ended up adopting Drax. Now Drax That's came so in. Cool. Yeah, so I bought him back to use him for the clinic. And so he came back for the clinic and then she came out and was looking at these three and I was like, and they had just gotten in. And so I was working them for the first time while she was there. And I was like, nope, nope, <laughs> <laughs> because you, it, it has to be a really unique horse for a recent off the track thoroughbred to go to a young mm -hmm. girl. Mm -hmm. And so I let her ride Drax and, you know, he's got a lot of training and I'm not going to sell him because he used to belong to horse and hound. And then these people are supposed to adopt from horse and hound. So I said, here's the thing. You can adopt him. You just pay horse and hound the adoption fee. And then that's, they get the money for it. And then I feel good about rehoming him. So I, the whole thing there, ah, she is so excited. She, yeah. It's great. I'm really thrilled for her. I've been in touch with the ASPCA and in touch with her and her dad. And she's, I mean, it's like, and now they're waiting on shipping and of course the shipping. Cause I was like, you can't have him until the clinic is over because he's my yeah. best clinic horse. <laughs> and so they're like, it's, it's, I, I can't imagine being, you know, like a 12 year old girl and waiting on your horse to ship oh, in that you've gone and visited. True. And uh, she's gotta be just so excited. So I'm really oh, excited to have been a part of that. Uh, New Hampshire. Oh my gosh. So yeah, they flew Hurry. from New Hampshire oh. 
down here to see these or to see all the horses. So I'm so glad really you cool. had one too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, she liked one, but she didn't love it. And then she rode drags and I was like, this is a more appropriate. And so it just, I didn't feel right selling him when she was flying in to look at horses from the rescue. And I'm like, he kind of like through channels has come from the rescue. And so I just felt like that was the right thing to do. And so now Drax is finally going to have his very own little girl, you know, which is just (laughs) the coolest thing for any horse. Yeah. Like dad always says, you know, I want to come back as a, as an oldster for a 12 year old girl who just Uh take care of me, you know, exactly. exactly. (laughs) Now that's really great. That is so cool. And you know, um, that way it's affordable for them to ship a horse too, because sometimes the shipping is, you know, more expensive than the horse. So oh, the shipping will be because the adoption <laughs> fee for horse and hound horses is 1500 bucks. And I'm like, yeah. and to ship it from Oklahoma to New Hampshire, mm-hmm. ooh, doggy, that's going to mm-hmm. be a long way. But for some of you who, you know, are thinking about adopting from the right horse or, you know, horse and, and hound, they do have a program that sometimes you can apply for. It's called Hay, which is, Horse Adoption Express, it stands for. And um, that program has been super helpful. Yeah, they give grants, so they help mm-hmm. partially fund the shipping for these horses. And and the Right Horse website is where she found all the horse and hound horses. Uh, if you go to myrighthorse.org, I think it is, and that's mm-hmm. the website that has like all the horses all over the country that are available for adoption. Of course, Drax wasn't on that, but he was... <laughs> here with a bunch of other ones. And I was like, oh, don't you look at this one? This one seems like a little more your speed. And so it worked out great. Um, awesome. But it was great. So anyway, about the clinic, we had a great time. It was the Monty Roberts intro course. And I had four ladies come. Four is my max. I, I can't manage more than four. That's why we're getting um, you interns. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, and we had Angie, who is a listener. And then Diane, who found me through the Monty Roberts website. And then yeah. Janet and Electra, And both of them are auditors. And we, here's, listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be jealous. <laughs> Electra is a private, personal, professional chef. She wow. is a professional chef. And you she had came her for the week. <laughs> uh, two, weeks. two weeks. I gained like I gained weight <laughs> during the course. She made ridiculous dinners every night. It was just and it, it, it because we did the clinic all day and then it took her hours to prepare it and shop for it and get all everything ready. We didn't eat till like not I felt like I was in Spain. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> bedtime, time to eat dinner, you know. And so we just ate so well. And she would make a meal for the meat eaters and then make a completely separate oh, vegetarian she, meal. Oh, yes. Sweet is that so she can do anything. Oh my God. I had food that I was like, how do we say this? Um, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Uh, <laughs> but it was what amazing. Country is it from? Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. And so she's and our, she's an auditor, you said, right? Yes, she's so. an auditor, and she was just awesome. And Janet and Diane and Angie, like, uh, the, Janet comes from Arizona, and we just had, she's just a very happy, wonderful woman. And then mm-hmm. Angie, it's so funny, you know, watching how people, how their brains work. So Angie's an architect, uh-huh. and she very much had to 
think through everything before she did it and like take a pause mm-hmm. and all it's so cool to watch like the different ways that everybody worked yeah. um we also had bella who um lives up in tulsa she kind of comes by and hangs out and sort of pseudo interns she hangs out and helps me with the horses and she's right. a young girl and so i let her just pop by and so of course we had farm boy come by and yay farm boy was there so did he ride for you or what did barrett do um, so he, we went on a trail ride, but he is, he made a very poor decision of taking too many college courses and he's no. not able to ride as much no. with me. So he was able to come by a couple of times. And then another auditor, Ariel was in town for a Morgan horse show up in Oklahoma city. So she popped by and had dinner with us and we had a great time. And to be fair, the stars of the whole thing are the horses. horses. Yes. Oh my God. All you do is talk about the horses, right? I know. Yes. I mean, it's, and it's so fun to see the different horses and like some, like Ace, my thoroughbred, if you're too big with him, he's going to be too big with you. You know, like he's, he, the horses always tell you how you're doing. And we had Drax, Miles, Ace, Raphael, the 18-hand, I call him the Barontosaurus, Maverick, Duke, Tonto de Oro, who got adopted, Vision of Elias, who's Big Daddy, and then we had um, one of the lists, one of the auto, the people taking the clinic brought her horse, oh, Hoke. Good. That's so, cool. Yeah, it was great. So we we pretty much ran the gamut of of horsemanship, and and I add in a whole bunch of different stuff, and and it was it was really really fun. So I'm really pleased with everybody. Thank you all. I will detail things more on Wednesday because there's always a little drama, but I'll cover that on <laughs> Wednesday because I know Glenn's just going to make me tell about all this again because I know he's not going to yeah. listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. But that's cool that you had two adopted, really, Drax and Tonto de Oro. Yeah, that's it was really it good. Was, really cool. I'm really It's excited. so symbiotic, these courses, you know, meeting people, meeting new horses, getting horses adopted. I just, there's so many good things that come out of these. Congratulations. Yeah, it's really great. And I love it. It's been every clinic, one of the horses has got adopted and it's not either by a participant or they're on the internet so much more and seeing mm-hmm. what people are doing with them and seeing the horses move and seeing them work and seeing them be you know, handled. And I think that is one of the biggest things with people is, you know, if you go to a rescue and, and there's 50 horses in a field, how Mm. the heck do you choose? But to see them individually brought out and trained, like what you guys are doing with the Mustang and transition program is, Mm. you know, you take these horses and you showcase them a little Mm. bit, you give them some training and let them have some understanding of what's expected of them and their post racetrack life or wild horse life or whatever. Yeah. Um, and speaking of, uh, post mm-hmm. racehorse, post horse okay. life, I t- <laughs> posting, I did something really cool yesterday. I took, do, do you remember miles? My, my little Andalusian. Yes, he's I, beautiful. Yes. He, when I got him, I got him off of internet sport horse auction.com. Like I might've crazy. been consuming a lot of wine and got competitive (laughs) (laughs) and Uh I bought this Andalusian who to be fair I thought was going to be two and for some reason he was a yearling that was not castrated uh that was my fault it was all written down I'm sure uh it just it was bad but not great decisions don't do what I say beautiful I know and and so he's now four years old 
and he is just so cool. And this weekend he went to his first ever dressage clinic. Yeah. So oh my gosh, was he fancy? He was fancy. Um, <laughs> you, you know, when you take a four-year-old that on their first trip somewhere, you don't mm. expect them to be amazing, but we got some walk, some trot, some canter. And, and it was so funny. The clinician was like, are you comfortable cantering him? And I was like, I think so. Let's <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> Watch this. Yeah. It was, it was great. It was great. And, and, and I tried to take him and you'll love this Debbie. Cause you know, the cobbler's kids have no shoes, right? So <laughs> I took him last week or two weeks ago in preparation for this clinic. I was like, we need to travel somewhere. And there's some trails about 10 minutes away. There's a lake. So my friend Brooke and I, we load up Ace and Miles and we, we, and, and, and they load great, right? No problem. They're my horses. I used them for all the time to teach loading. They both jump in the trailer. No problem. So I, I just had a regular halter and he loads in the trailer and we get to the lake and we trail ride for an hour and then it's time to go home and you ace jumps it. in the trailer oh, and miles okay. was like nope no i like it in. here <laughs> nope i live here now and he was adamant <laughs> that he lived at the lake <laughs> And it was, I mean, I was like, okay, unload Ace, we'll try to load Miles first. Unload Miles, we'll try to load Ace. Like, I, I couldn't get and him in the trailer. you don't have a to save your life here. And he suckered me in, Debbie. He <laughs> told me that he didn't need the dually because he loads perfect. So at some point, I had to have Brooke take Ace and the trailer back home, grab no. me a dually, and she came back out. I put the dually halter on, and he loaded in five I know. seconds. They know. They, they know. know. They just lower their head and go, okay, I'm in. Okay. Yeah. In. I mean, it was yeah. He was like, oh, she's got it. Okay, cool. So I put the, because he's only ever loaded in that, but he suckered me into thinking he was just going to get right in, right? So and so part of my massive anxiety going to this clinic was, is he going to load? And is he going to load going home? Mm. So I have been practicing every <laughs> day loading this horse just practice every day we just i have it hooked up we just walk in smart and we walk out and doing it and so i he loaded great and i was like you're not suckering me this time <laughs> the dually and the line in the trailer clink, clink. and we yeah and we go we do the whole clinic and everything is great and then um it's time to load him to go home and i was like okay here we go and i didn't put the dually on him i just was like okay let's oh, good and my God, he jumped right in. <laughs> I was so excited. So it's just uh, a testament to you guys point. practice when you don't have to go anywhere. Right. Because you'll be like me, stuck right. by a lake. By a lake. Somebody, you have to run home and get your dueling. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst Those. part. <laughs> and explain yourself. Yeah, no, that's that's very cool. I mean, I I don't blame him for wanting to stay by the lake. Sounds pretty cool out there. But it was beautiful. But, but yeah, we keep a trailer. We used to have the trailers up by the pole barns, which anybody knows the property. It's like way in the back corner. And then I'm like, all these transition horses coming off the track, you know, they they get them in those huge vans, which I have no idea how they how they do that with those wobbly sides and up, up into a black hole. Mm -hmm. They're not nearly as fair as our trailers. So I'm thinking, well, then they'll go on a trailer. Mm -mm, it's different. And so we parked a trailer. Uh, it's a ramp. It's really, you know, it's an easy trailer to get in and out of. But we parked it up by the barns because, nope, I want those horses going off and on and off and on. Yeah, because even even if, you know. Yeah, it's and, and you know what's really, really terrible is that here I am, a certified Monty Roberts instructor. I'm supposed <laughs> to be like oh. the one who, and my horse 
my horse <laughs> won't load. And I'm telling, and I'm telling, and she's out of town and I texted her like, he got on the trailer in 30 seconds. I'm so <laughs> sorry you had to deal with the one day that was terrible. I mean, oh. it was so embarrassing because you no. just, your horse well, you is don't have to panel. The other thing you should talk about is all the equipment you have when you have it, you yeah. know, at your disposal too, right? So you have yeah. panels at home, you can park it in the corner of a, sand paddock or something safe, you know, you close them in if you're really having trouble. But all those moments, you know, are a lot easier at home than yeah. they are out on the lake. So exactly. And so I can understand like, why you have no. trouble. Yeah. I was like, we're going home. I swear he's going to be yeah. fine. But <laughs> he did travel. He, his, I, I like to say his brain got bigger yesterday. Mm. Uh, so, well, before we get to our first guest, I am so excited to to talk about, and I know this happened that they started last week, but uh, it's a first time with me is our new title sponsor worm flooring and worm stands for we eliminate rubber mats. When I got to the clinic yesterday, you know, I, I unload this beautiful gray and illusion and all these ladies come up to me and they're like, get out of the way. We want to see your floor and your trailer. <laughs> And I was like, so they were moving the shavings out of the way and looking at the, the worm flooring the trailer. And I mean, it was definitely the hot topic of the, the clinic when I first cool. got there. To, to And I'm like, oh, nobody's here to see my beautiful. Uh, no. Okay, cool. Everybody wants to see the floor in my trailer. <laughs> so I you know what you've been ta talking about is the yeah, flooring in the trailer. Exactly. Yeah. So are you tired of dealing with nasty, heavy rubber mats? Remember my trailer floor was um, aluminum or is aluminum. And mm -hmm. apparently with the aluminum floor, every time the horse urinates in there, you're supposed to pull out all the mats and hose it out. Which, yeah, let's right. be honest, that's not going to happen. Uh, but then I was constantly stressed out about the condition of my floor. And I would take it in like every six months. And they do like these flashlight where they look through pin, try to see like pin pricks and, and holes in your trailer and, and the floor. And I just was never super comfortable with this setup. And I was always driving with a little bit of anxiety. Well, I don't have that anymore. Uh, if you're looking for a more durable and easy to clean flooring solution for your trailer barn or other commercial or residential space, look no further than the worm flooring systems. That's W E R M. They're non-porous, slip-resistant, cushion, textured, safe, and seamless. And everybody's asking me how they put them in. Is it spray-in? No, they trowel it in. So it's like it's like if you're laying, you know, like with a trowel. I don't know what you do with trowels, but stucco or like yeah, concrete. I, I concrete. Know. I don't know. Point, but yeah, they they do. They build it for you. Basically, yeah, so they right? pretty much put it. They trowel it in on the floor, so you can go to wormflooring.com. That's w-e-r-m flooring.com to learn more about worm flooring systems and find a dealer near you. Well, it's time to go to our first guest. Her name is Britta Anderson, and she is an inventor. Uh, she invented the Trough Saver Liner, so we're going to get her on the phone. Well, welcome, Britta Anderson from Trough Saver Liner. How are you? Very good, thanks. How are you? Good, good. I'm I'm excited to hear a little bit more about this, but tell us a little bit about your horse yourself. Do you have horses? I do. I have a couple of stallions. I do show jumping, and hunters have for... 25 years I've been a professional in the business. Great. Okay. So um, you have to take care of a lot of horses then because I think hunter and jumpers, you guys go through those guys pretty fast. Try not to. I try to hang <laughs> on to it for a <laughs> long true. time, but yes, we've had some big barns, you know, 30 horses at a time, clients mm -hmm. and 
everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot of work. It is. And so tell me what part of the country you're in so I can tell you about your troughs a little bit. <laughs> well, I'm in Florida. I've been in Florida since 2000. So I'm kind of a Floridian now. I'm from Minnesota originally. Yeah. So Floridians don't have as much trouble in troughs as as icy spots, do they? Or tell me about that. Do they get all slimy too? They get incredibly slimy. I would say the main problem here is that the algae produces itself so fast that we have to scrub troughs out pretty much every other day in the summer. Oh, it's so fun. I'm in Oklahoma oh. and it is so fun to scrub slime out of troughs. It's like my favorite thing. Ugh. Yeah. Especially and, when it's a hundred degrees and oh. you're bent over <laughs> in the hot sun. Yeah. Tan line. You can't even like splash it on your face to calm down because it's all green and slimy. It's slimy. Yep. Yeah. So w- what made you think, okay, there's got to be a better way. I mean, everybody thinks that, but you know, I just keep scrubbing my galvanized cans or whatever. Right. I mean, typically we use the black Rubbermaid type troughs and mm-hmm. it just, was frustrating having leaky troughs. I have a trough graveyard behind my big barn out back where there's eight or nine leaky ones that just sit there forever. And then the scrubbing, either me doing it or paying my staff to do it. Um, You know, when you have 10 troughs on the property, that takes a lot of time every, every couple of days to keep them clean. The horses don't drink as well. Mm -hmm. I'm a stickler for hydrated horses. So we have less colics. Um, and there just needed to be a solution. Yeah, so. exactly. But are you? Do you have a sciencey, geeky background or anything like that? This must be a chemistry test. I am a little bit of a entrepreneur, I guess. I come from a family of entrepreneurs and environmentalists, and we invent mm-hmm. things and create things. So I was like, this is a easy problem for me to solve if I can just find the right material. That was the most difficult part. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. What makes the material different? So like, when did the light bulb go off? Uh, Well, I've been thinking on how to fix this issue for a couple of years and finally jumped on it. Um, When I found it's actually a proprietary material that's used mostly in hospital PPE equipment and also Mm. in like food processing plants meat plants and stuff. Mm. Um, it's, it's an FDA cleared material for food and medical use. So it's very mm. safe. Okay. You can eat chemicals into the water, which was very important to me. A lot of the other materials available were, you know, somewhat toxic like PVC. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you gave up on the ideas of goldfish. Goldfish is gross. Putting bleach in the water is gross. All of the alternatives are gross. The best thing I've found is just elbow grease and scrubbing. But like I said, that time-consuming factor. Um, and then also it doesn't do anything to stop leaks. You know, we use epoxy right. and glue and tape and all this stuff. Well, that's leaching chemicals into their water too. And then I also read a couple of studies about the color that horses prefer to drink out of, mm-hmm. which is why we settled on this particular color, because the study has proved that horses drink much better out of light blue than they do out of black or any other color. So yeah, watch out for your pools in the backyard, apparently. Yeah, but I mean, right. I guess it looks like water then, right? I mean, it, it, it exactly. Clean like water, you know, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, it's so it's proprietary. So somehow it doesn't grow things, right? Right. So it's you don't have to. 
No, my, okay, it's antimicrobial. And a PPE, PPE, that makes sense. Those are those, remember when pandemic was going on, it was personal protection, what, something. Exactly. Equipment. Okay, that's yeah, it. Yeah, we're that's... all pretty familiar with that term now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. So yeah. so how does it go on the trough? Does it sit in it? Is it like like a pool liner or is it, does it? You put it over so it's, it. And- it's soft and flexible. Um, kind of picture a shower cap, but that's tailored. It's heat sealed for the specific dimensions of the trough. You push it down in there, and then the top oh. of the liner, you roll over that lip, the rolled edge of the top of the trough. Then there's a draw cord in there with a draw cord lock that's concealed in the top of the material, and you pull it snug. And then when it fills with water, it pulls all the extra material down and, and pulls it tight. So it's nice and snug. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to ask you, what about the sizes? Yeah. yeah. I'm visioning so. in my head like a trash can liner, like you put a liner in there, but that's not reusable. But this is reusable, yeah? Yeah, very reusable. You can machine wash it. We've tested it up to 30 times in the washer, um, mm-hmm. and it, it holds its integrity quite well. So I think they're something you can get a couple years of use out of easily. And and what about a horse like Jamie had a horse named Zeus that could yeah. get into and out of everything? Yes. You know, what about mm-hmm. the tricky tricky pony who Good gets question. a hold of that cord? How naughty horse proof is it? <laughs> yes, exactly. It, it's pretty tough. It It's not like you can puncture through it easily, but horses are tougher than anything else. So like <laughs> any other product, you know, it's not for all of them. I mean, I have one that tears up blankets. You buy the toughest yeah. blankets you have and it can, you know, break buckets and tear blankets. So one of my mischief stallions is a trough swimmer every day. He goes in the trough, both front feet, stands in it, thrashes <laughs> it, plays in it. Um, so he doesn't get one because he can <laughs> okay. eventually damage it. Uh, but it seems like the rest of the horses all just do great with it. Um okay. So it's going to depend on, on the animal. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But so it's not just for horses either. I mean, a lot of livestock use troughs, alpacas mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. cattle and sheep, all kinds of things. So mm-hmm. it'll be useful for a big industry. Well, cool. Where can people go to learn more about it? Yeah. Troughsaver.com trough has all the info on it. Better spell trough. Better T-R-O-U-G-H. Come on. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Britta, thank yeah. you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Debbie, something really, really special has happened um, mm-hmm. regarding your dad and some, uh, some uh, things coming up. And I'm really excited about a new movie. Is there a mm-hmm. movie about your dad coming out? documentary so yeah i would call it film uh yeah really fun they've been working on this now all through covid basically so you know don't criticize on the writer's strike or anything <laughs> this was already in the can as they say and um yeah it's called the the cowboy and the queen and it's a wonderful segment of dad's life, the 30 years of the relationship with the queen that he started in 89 when she invited him over. And it goes all the way to basically when COVID stopped his touring and stopped travel. And then of course she passed last year. So, um, but it's a wonderful parallel story of the, but it's, it's not a movie. I mean, it's real, right? I mean, everything about their relationship was so cool because 
center to it was horses. horses. So, exactly. so it's a documentary about your dad. Is there like footage of them together? Yes, yes. Oh, really? It's and and footage when he was little and their parallel lives. I love how Andrea Nevins is the 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 spirit and the maker behind this, the whole creative force behind this. And Andrea Nevins is, um, she's, she pretty much forms stories that get movies made. So that's why I'm excited about this documentary too. And it'll be at the IFC theater. Um, I'll tell people how they can get tickets to it, but November 16th is, is the date that it'll be premiering. It'll be the feature film, but what she does is kind of parallel the, the queen's life with horses and Monty's life with horses. So they do reach to when they were little kids, you know, and she was riding during World War II underground at Windsor Castle, you know, riding constantly and staying with her horses, which she loved to to the day she died. She loved her horses almost more than anything, really. And she was a great horsewoman, I should point out, too. I don't think enough people know that about her, how um, saturated she was in horses, how uh, she knew pedigrees back and forth. She's just an amazing horsewoman. And um, she recognized good horsemanship in dad in 1989 and put him on the road, which created 41 countries later and 30 years plus later, um, this uh, parallel journey that they took to make lives better for horses. And she really um, inspired him to go and reach out. Otherwise, he always says he would just be still a cowboy in California and not really affecting very many people. But this way, she put him on a world stage. Um, But also, you know, she struggled with a life of service but wanting to really be with her horses too and was criticized, you know, sometimes for things like that and being an affluent, you know, sport or whatever. But really she just loved the horses. She named them all. She bred them. She was really good. And dad um, was a horseman through and through as well. And he struggled with uh, preaching his concepts of nonviolence too. So when they came together, really, that was the Queen of England was the first person who really affirmed him, if you think about it, not his dad mm-hmm. when he was a kid, not his teenage competitors, not his mentors as he was growing up, not his clients and trainers that he worked with through his 30s, 40s, and 50s. It was the Queen who finally said, yeah, this is good, and sent him on the road. The documentary really um, tells that story in a in, in one hour. You know, it's just, it's really good. Wow. and. Yeah, it's really good. And I, Jamie, I hope I can see you in New York, November 16. I hope we can see maybe some some listeners, too, because Sally Bedell Smith is going to be on stage with him, too. And she was the official approved biographer for the Queen and has, you know, this book that she wrote that's like three inches thick. It's just amazing. And, you know, Dad's, of course, in it as part of her story, but it's a, it's a lovely story. She's a great writer. So I put up, did you uh-huh. have to get like a lot of permission from the royal family to show some of this footage? Well, we, we have, I mean, it's Andrea who, you know, did all the pitching and everything, but it, it you know, it, the Queen... The Queen was already patron of Joint Up International, our nonprofit. She supported us through the veterans program that we have, Horse Sense and Healing, which you you facilitated before too. So you know how important it is. So she kind of already put the push behind him and the endorsement okay. of him, but um, but she never saw this final product, so she couldn't oh. say, "Oh, I love the documentary or anything." <laughs> but um, but it is all you know. That's the nice thing about documentaries is you can't 
embellish anything because there's the footage, there's the the yeah. story, people telling the story. You know how those goes. And um, just a funny side note about Andrea Nevins is she did a documentary called Tiny Shol- Shoulders, and that was a, a Mattel about Barbie. And I swear she would have never got that Barbie movie made because it's a there's so many themes in it that kept it in the corridor of a really good story. And I'm thinking that this might help uh, an eventual movie for of dad's life too, or even a segment of it. This is a segment of his life, basically. This, this is so cool. So there's going to be a premiere. You guys are going to like walk the red carpet at the film festival. You're oh, going, your maybe. dad's going, your mom's going. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Hopefully comfortable shoes though. I'm, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's in New yeah. York City. So where can people mm-hmm. go? Greenwich to get Village. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the IFC Theater. It's um, it the um, the actual festival is called DOC NYC, which is documentary in New York City, right? So Doc NYC is the um, website to get the tickets for this particular festival. But the theater is the IFC Theater in the middle of Greenwich Village, and um, there's also um, some wonderful other exhibits going on that have horses involved like Sable Island horses uh, nearby too. So it might be a really cool trip for people to take anyway, if they're going to New York city, maybe doing a little pre Thanksgiving Christmas shopping or something and come see us. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you. Hey, before we uh, move on, let's hear from another sponsor. Cosequin ASU joint and hoof pellets contain quality ingredients to support joint and hoof health and leave out the fillers, molasses and alfalfa, all while delivering the taste horses love. The colors of their ingredients shine through for a difference that you can see. Visit CosequinEquine.com. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. That's right. It's time for your equestrian first world problems. And remember, if you have an equestrian problem, it is a first world problem. So it totally fits with the whole thing. So you just, just on, on Sundays, I put up a post on the auditor Facebook page and you can fill in your equestrian first world problems. And, um, I'm, I'm going to start with mine today, Debbie, you have an equestrian first. I do. (laughs) I do. So one of the things about miles, my dear, sweet Andalusian is he has notoriously been this very, very, very spooky. He's, he's very spooky. Mm -hmm. Now I've started him on some, some supplements that really, really have helped. Um, Mm -hmm. but I still expect him to be the spookiest. So here's mine. Okay. I took him to clinic yesterday, remember? And I said, mm-hmm. I told everyone at the clinic that I had the spookiest horse in Oklahoma. <laughs> and then he didn't spook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now I look like a liar. <laughs> do. It's terrible. Totally oh. do. Like, I mean, he was so not, like, he was, he was oh, lucky, but he didn't spook once. It was really, he was so good. I was such, so proud of him. So up for it. He's a big boy now. He went to his first clinic. I know. He's like so educated. Uh, Ariel says that I'm a week late with this one, but the one evening I got to go hang out with Jamie and the others at the clinic, it Mm. rained. And so we couldn't go on a trail ride. Oh, (laughs) it suck. Like bummer. Elizabeth, I'm feeling you, but my subscription just expired. So Elizabeth says, I got a new car and it has Sirius XM and I'm loving all the music during my commute. 
But now I don't have as much time to listen to horses in the morning. <laughs> Stop that. Just let it go. Just let they it give go. you now. Yeah. Three free months. And I realized mm-hmm. because I, I love the random music on like the nineties channel and things like mm-hmm. that, that I was getting, but, and, and I love listening to stand up comedy and there's two like mm-hmm. clean channels. So Lucas and I would listen to stand up comedy mm-hmm. and then the subscription is over. And now I'm like, Oh yeah, I used to listen to podcasts. So I'm like <laughs> so far behind. <laughs> I'm so far behind. I know I hate that feeling too. Uh, That's yeah. true. Carrie says I have, Two horses, but I can only dress up one in a costume for our barn Halloween party. <laughs> Why? Why not? Because it's just a lot of work. Uh, yeah, Karen, that's true. Karen said, I have found that I would much rather back up my big living quarter gooseneck than the small little two horse bumper pull. And then the next problem is having two trailers. It's that now I need to get like two of everything. Yes. And put worm flooring in it. Ah, there we go. Oh, there you go. Tied it in. Molly says, this week I'm starting a new job and I'm going to be making so much more money. But Uh now I'm going to be like too busy to ride my horse. So all the extra money is going to be spent paying my trainer to ride my horse during the week. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Now it goes elsewhere. Aww. Matt says, I wanted, I want to buy a new bobcat to use around the farm. Oh God. My husband would love a bobcat. Oh, I want to buy a new bobcat to use around the farm. But by the time I convinced my wife that I should get it, the dealership sold the one that I wanted. And now I'm going to have to buy a bigger and more expensive one since I don't want to wait, but it doesn't have air conditioning. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a guy for your problems. Yeah, really open the window. Uh, Maggie says we got an awesome deal on a 48 foot long horse trailer, but then we had to rent a jackhammer to make our driveway wide enough to bring it home. <laughs> so you didn't get an awesome deal. You saved, uh, nothing. yeah, I know that's how it works. Right. <laughs> Peggy said last week I was like, that's it. We're downsizing. And as of yesterday, we're now up one horse. Oh, <laughs> You went to a sale. Uh, Charlotte says, I have to, oh, poor Charlotte. This is so sad, you guys. I have to pack up my life again because I'm going back to Wellington for the winter. Oh, please. (laughs) Just my life is so hard. (laughs) Poor thing. Mm. Uh, Kelly says, nothing, really. It rained. And I have no indoor to work my young horse. Aww. So basically the usual. Girl, I feel you. Mm. I feel you. Now our final one and our winner for the day. I okay. like to call a winner when one really makes me laugh. And remember, this is a first world equestrian related problem. And Lisa, mm. you nailed it. <laughs> my tractor won't start. So now I have to walk all the way down the hill to get the other tractor. Aww. You have oh, another tractor? Thank you. Walk all the way down to get the other tractor started. Oh, oh you and, relate to that? How many tractors do you have? Do you? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. I only, we have one tractor and I'm afraid to drive it. So if oh. it doesn't start, my husband's going to be the one to figure that out. Cause I am not, I'm sorry. I find tractors so scary. I feel like there's like a billion ways to die. And yeah. he's like, can you have me hook up this implement? I'm like, no, I'm going to lose a finger. I You're going to lose a finger. Where's your protective goggles? We should be wearing helmets. Like, 
helmet. Where's my tractor I, helmet? I haven't seen so it all day. Scary. Exactly, Deb. We should have some sort of like hazmat suit and like steel toe boots and some sort of metal mesh glove and like those little chain mail that yeah. Nights wear, I don't know, it's so scary. Wrap us in these things. I know. I learned to drive a tractor when I was about 11 or 12 years old. I had no idea there were so many ways to kill yourself on those things. You guys oh are badass God. that are out there driving tractors every day. They roll. They do all kinds of crazy things. And we we make them do crazy things. That's probably the biggest problem. It's like, won't it lift that? Yeah. When I went to equine management school at the Kentucky Horse Park, Wow. My instructor, her name was Margie, and she would make this. And 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 this is why I have this fear, the root of this fear, because we had to drive the tractor down to the muck pile at the Kentucky Horse Park, where I went to school, and mm-hmm. it was like in the back forty, yeah. and so you had to drive the tractor, and everybody took turns. And so what Margie did every morning, she would read the newspaper. And read about people that no. died flipping their tractor over. <laughs> and she would be like, okay, is, today's, here's the uh, new story for today. Self-fulfilling, this- too close. Oh, no, too she, close. her point was to make us respect the tractor. Yeah. Well, Margie, it worked. I'm so respectful of the tractor that I'm terrified to get on the tractor. <laughs> No, it is true. Everybody has a tractor story, don't they? I mean, I don't want to have one, so I'm not. You probably (laughs) have more of other people's tractors, which makes you never want to have yours too. I think you know your equestrian world problems. Have you ever heard of a humble brag? Do you know what humble brags are? Yes. What's my humble brag? I don't know, but you should have humble brags on here too. I think that'd be really fun. Add that to our next segment. I'm going to put that in. Right, I've been looking right. for like another You need segment. more work. I know. I know. Humble brags. Humble, All right. Humble brags. Like, you know, oh, it must be hard to to wash that big horse. My horse, I know. No, no, the, the opposite. It's like, I have this huge horse. It must be so nice to wash that little pony. It's very little work. I right? know, because my horse yeah. is so big and gray. So big and, you know, <sighs> Yeah, I love the humble brags too. But hey, I wanted to remind you too that long-term dates, we've got the movement in June and Jared Rogerson has written me saying, you're keeping that date, right? I'm like, yeah, you're keeping that date, right? So, Oh my gosh. So Jared Rogerson is confirmed to be at the next movement. Yes. I don't know if I told you that or not. So I want to make sure I, I told you. So June 21, 22, 23, Come play with us. Oh in my Solvay, gosh, it's so California. fun. It is I fun. was just sitting down yesterday with my husband and um I've been doing a lot of work recently with the ASPCA and and yeah. and probably nobody needs to hear the shock can go away. Uh <laughs> I just want to tell you this that I'm I'm thinking I'm like you know the the, the ASPCA and, and, and Lucas is like, didn't you win trainer of the year from the yes. ASPCA? And and I did. And, and so when I was talking to the ASPCA and I find I've got Drax and I'm sending him out to them and he's like, how can we ever repay you? Mm-hmm. And I said, and, and he works for the ASPCA, this gentleman whose daughter adopted this horse, why they wanted oh. to go the right horse. So he works for him and oh. I don't know what he does, but he's like, how can we ever repay you for finding mm-hmm. us this great horse? And I was like, <clears throat> <laughs> Two-time trainer of the year sounds pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> a 
we're yeah. talking about how like it's been my, a couple of years. So yeah, it's like, I mean, like it's time circle back. Um, but one of the craziest things, like, and we're talking about that. And then Chad's like, I can't believe you got a letter from the queen in the same year you won train of the year. I'm like, that was a good year. Yeah. And he's like, it's crazy how your life has happened. You know, I'm like, listen, I'm going to show you guys the picture of where, when I was, I, I got this picture, somebody posted it. And I, that to me was the biggest like punch in the face, but like a happy punch in the face of like where my life is right now. And it is, it is just one of those pictures I look at and I'm like, I can't believe that I am lucky enough to have had this happen for me and to me and with me. And you've been such a big supporter and it is a picture. I will post it. We'll use it as the show notes picture. Oh, gosh. And it is, is it? it's a picture of your dad in the round pin, the crowd up above from the movement. And I am sitting on his horse being coached by oh, him in front crawl. of people. And it was just, I look at this picture. I'm like, I've made it. That that was was iconic. It was, was. it's the most, I'd like to me, that's my like favorite picture, put it Mm. on my tombstone, but I'm not really going to have a tombstone. So put it somewhere in the sky (laughs) when I die, because this is the picture that I'm like, yes, this is where I knew I'd made it. So we'll use that picture as show notes. Um, Before we go, we got to let you know about Purina. Do you want to talk about it real quick? Yes. Um, Purina. So the PhD equine nutritionists at Purina Animal Nutrition tackle problems using science and their love of horses keeps them at it until they get it right. Even the most established feeds, they keep innovating. Even when it takes years of research, they don't stop until it's right. I mean, everybody knows Purina. That's They've just been around, right? They're dedicated to the scientific method, but it can't capture the feeling of seeing a horse reach their full potential. That's what we aim for. It takes science and a love to help your horses live their best life. So they put their research to the test. You can too at horseinnovation.com. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. By the way, Glenn is not here today because they had Phillips Memorial and he's traveling back. And our thoughts are with all of those people who were up there, you know, having fellowship and, and spending time together to honor Phil and, and, I mean, he's so so missed, but I'm glad everybody got to go spend time together to celebrate him and his life. So Glenn will be back on Wednesday and uh, we will get into a little bit more. Debbie, thank you so much for coming and waking up super early. No time. (laughs) I got out of feeding this morning, Damien. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'll do the show. No stalls for me. Uh, Perfect. I love doing it with you, Jamie. It's fun. Awesome. Well, thanks producer George and thanks everybody for coming on and being a part of it and all of our equestrian first world problems and love you all. Mean it, spay, neuter, and kill.